You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. And I cover the NFL for Fan Sided and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. And you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. We're going to talk about some defensive takeaways from the offseason program, the OTAs, the mini camps, the rookie camps. On Friday, we we went over the offense and we talked about the receivers and their impact. And we talked about Jason Spriggs a little bit. And we talked about Trevor Davis, everyone's favorite topic. And we're going to focus on the defense today because that is the side of the ball that obviously every Packer fan is most concerned about. And I have made the case ad nauseum over the course of the last few months that simply changing the coordinator would have been enough to upgrade this defense. We've we've been able to get a glimpse of what some of these other additions could and will mean for this defense, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. And I want to talk about just the overall tenor and tone of this defense in terms of the fact that this is the first time Mike Daniels brought it up that the defense looks really good in camp. It's the best that, that they've, that they've looked in a long time. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I also think it is related to the other two points, but let's start with the defensive coordinator change because Mike Patton is, is a 180 from Dom Capers. And I've mentioned this a little bit. I've written about it a little bit for Acme Packing Company. The way that Mike Pettin addresses this team and the way that he coaches them, he preaches accountability. Accountability. And that is something that has been so thoroughly lacking on this defense for years. And, And part of the problem, I've laid this out, is there has been a lack of defensive leadership Dom Capers was the kind of guy who relied on the veterans to make sure that guys were being held accountable. He was not a a get-in-your-face, a call-you-out type coach. Mike Pettin is. And the case that I have made is that players, especially on the defensive side, there is a difference in attitude the way defensive players are wired and offensive players are wired. Offensive players need to be coddled a little bit more. They are the playmakers. They are the scorers. They need the ball. Defensive players, by and large, they have a different sort of mindset, and you can coach them differently. You see a lot of defensive coordinators who are high energy. They're running around, high-fiving their guys. They're screaming at guys. You don't see a lot of offensive coaches doing that. You don't see that approach with offense. The cerebral approach doesn't have to be mutually exclusive 
to this idea of accountability and energy and focus. Mike Patton is a high energy guy and he wants his defense to be high energy. He also wants to make sure that they're held accountable. He is not afraid to go off or stop a drill and say, this is not right. We need to fix it. And players respond to that. There is this old theory of fighting crime and there's competing theories on whether or not it's actually the right way to handle fighting crime, but it's called the broken window theory. And the broken window theory is based on the the extended metaphor of if a window is broken in a factory, then the workers in the factory don't won't work as hard because the standards that are set at a factory that would allow broken windows are not high. And so the idea with with policing is that you police every offense as if it matters. There's no more leniency. We're going to write tickets for littering. We're going to write tickets for jaywalking so that everyone understands the rule of law is important. And again, that's not the point of, we don't have to litigate whether or not that is a reasonable way to police a city. But if you're a coach and you set expectations high and say, we are going to have attention to detail. And if you don't meet those expectations, this is, this is the response. And I think if you're a defense that you haven't believed in as a player for the last few years, and you have a coach that you didn't believe in, to come in and have a defensive coordinator who has the answers in the way that Mike Patton does, but who also holds you to this high standard, you are more likely to come in and say, I'm going to fight for this dude. I'm going to raise my level of play because every detail is accounted for. They know Mike Patton is putting in the work. They know he has every answer. And so, and I don't mean that he is all-powerful, but in when it comes to the defense itself and why it happens, he knows it inside and out to the point that if you ask him any question, well, why are we doing this? Why are we doing it this way? Why is this important? He can always give a thoughtful answer. And I don't know that that's the case with Dom Capers. I, I think his answer was always because that's the way that we do it. And so when you have a coach that demands accountability on a team that doesn't have a lot of veteran leaders who are going to do that, that is a marriage of need. And that fits magnificently into a culture vacuum on this defense. Mike Patton has now created a culture. And and everyone on that defense wanted an identity to buy into. I, I ragged on this defense. I talked to Ben Fennell before the season started. And one of the things that we talked about was that this team lacks identity. And it was something that was a theme throughout the season defensively. What are they good at? What do they want to be good at? And what is their identity as a defense? Well, now they have this identity with Mike Patton. They have a culture. And that just without knowing anything about the talent on the field, that change is essential to making this defense better. And speaking of making a change, speaking of essential changes, one of the changes that I've heard about from a lot of fans, they like these Blue Chew ad reads. They do. I have never gotten so many texts about an ad read in my entire life. People like the Blue Chew ad reads. And that's great. I'm glad you like 
the ad reads. I, I, I'm glad that you like hearing me do them, but it's a product that can actually help. And because ultimately that's the point. BlueChew.com, blue like the color blue. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You know what we're talking about. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. You do not want to go see your doorman at your apartment building or to see your neighbors picking up a box where they know what that is. You don't have to be ashamed about it. You shouldn't be ashamed about it. Everyone deserves a satisfying sex life, and Blue Chew wants to help you. They're made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. So there's this interesting story that's come out of camp, and that is how good Tremont Williams looks. Still looks fast, still looks quick. Jair Alexander said, he looks like me out there. And there was this great quote from Mike Patton where he said, this is not a direct quote, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, yeah, we brought him in because he knows the scheme. But first and foremost, we brought him in because he can still play. If we brought him in just because he knew the scheme, we could just hire a coach to do that. He can play and he can play. And the fact that he's out there looking reinvigorated by being back in Green Bay, he played well for Arizona last year. I think it's more important than is being said that Tremont Williams comes in and plays right away and and is able to give them something because we don't know what Kevin King is. We don't know what he's going to be. We don't know what he can be. And so... That leaves a lot of questions for this defense because we don't know if Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander are going to be good either. What the Packers need is some type of constant. They need something reliable. They need Tremont Williams to be reliable. They don't need him to be a superstar. They don't need him to be prime Pro Bowl Tremont Williams. They need him to be a reliable starting corner. And then figure out the rest because between the three high picks that they have, one of those guys you think can hit. You hope it's King and someone else. In a perfect world, they're all good and contributing players. Unfortunately, it has been taken as a, a, a just a fact that Kevin King is going to come in and be much better than he was as a rookie. That's not a given. That's not a guarantee. We don't know. Will he be? Probably. But that's not it. That's not, there's no 100% there. We don't know. We can't know. And having someone like Tremont Williams, if they had just re-signed Devon House and drafted these two guys, I think the, the Green Bay secondary would be in fine position. They'd be, I would feel okay about it because I do love the talent of these young players. Devon House can be a satisfactory starting corner. We don't know if any of these other guys can be. But if you have House and Tremont Williams, you know those are two guys who at the very least can give you 
C-plus level cornerback play. And having guys about whom you know that is true, that's, that is a luxury for this team right now because of the young talent being so unproven. And so when it comes to this defense, having someone that knows it and that can play it at a high-ish level, again, Tremont Williams, not going to be Patrick Peterson coming over from Arizona and is not going to be 2010 Tremont Williams. But he can still move. He can still play. He can still run. He keeps himself in impeccable shape. And his game has always been predicated on his instincts and his smarts. And so his play on this team... The Packers need it. They need him to play well. They need him to play well enough to give these young corners some time to develop. If if Josh Jackson and or Jair Alexander come in and play like Tredavious White or Marshawn Lattimore, that's great. That's gravy. If you can have King outside, even, even if they had to do this, right? If they had to go King, House, and Tremont Williams, which was more or less the secondary they trotted out last year. And instead of Tremont Williams, it was Demarius Randall. King having two good arms and being a year further along in the system, plus Devon House playing in a scheme that fits his skill. If that were the only changes that they'd made, I would feel good about the upgrades that they had made to this passing defense. But then you bring in two more first-round talents to compete, great athletes, Ball skills, instincts, I think you have to feel really good about where the secondary is moving forward. And it cannot go unnoticed that a big reason why is the signing of Tremont Williams. Be excited about Jair and and Jackson and the, the, the evolution of Kevin King. But understand that, that the, their success is predicated on not having to play a big role before they're ready for it because of these veterans. And that is a credit to Brian Gutekunst, but it is also a credit to Tremont Williams, the shape that he's kept himself at his age, and the high level of play that he is still capable of. He needs to be a factor for this team to give those young players time to develop. They need that time in all likelihood. And giving them that time could end up being a huge boon for Green Bay in the long run. You are listening to Locked On Packers on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local daily sports podcast network. Be sure to catch up on everything around the league with Locked On NFL and Locked On NBA for the NBA Draft's latest. There are a lot of big changes on offense, but the changes on defense are the ones that everyone will be watching. And the dividends are being paid out already. There's a different energy a different vibe, and it's already been more successful. Aaron Rodgers usually lights up these mini camps, but there have been picks, there have been pass breakups. There's a different vibe about this defense. Everyone seems to feel it from the players to the coaches, the fans, the media, and Mike Pettin just keeps saying the right things. I'm just, I'm constantly impressed from Pettin and the evolution of this defense moving forward. I think Packer fans should be really excited that this is the coach. I know that there was some disappointment, myself included, when Vic Fangio was not able to be pried away from Chicago. That's because he is a proven defensive coach. It hadn't occurred to me, frankly, that Mike Pettin would be an option. And then when it happened, 
the more I looked into it and the more I read about him and the more that I researched it and talked to people, the more it seemed clear that he made the most sense, perhaps even more than someone like Vic Fangio, just from a demeanor standpoint, a culture standpoint, an attitude standpoint of I've got something to prove standpoint. I think the fit truly could not be better. And I think Packer fans should be very excited about this defense. It is talented. It's going to be well coached. And it's going to be adaptive, malleable, able to change with what it needs to be. And it's still that kiss, that keep it simple, stupid type mentality of we may only play two coverages and we may only have three or four blitzes, but we're going to disguise. We're going to we're going to do things pre-snap to make the quarterback uncomfortable. And we're going to make teams think we're doing one thing and then do another thing. And then when we do that, we're going to execute the hell out of it. That is their plan. And I think it's a good one. Remember the Facebook group. That's growing a little bit. I like to see that. People are adding to that. Leave your comments. Start a thread. Respond to comments. Respond to shows. If, if you like something, that's great. Comment. You, I would love to see people sharing the shows and tagging Locked On Packers. That would be awesome to see on Facebook. Please do that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Hit me up with questions. We're going to do a, a mailbag podcast where I answer your questions. So send those. I've, I've had some questions posed to me, both in DM and uh, as a mention. So, so feel free to do that. Follow the show at Locked On Packers. You can tweet and direct your questions there as well. Remember, Acme Packing Company has got a lot of great content through the offseason. So does Fansided. I got to cover the U.S. Open for them, which was really fun. Go to my Twitter feed to, to read some of that if you want. Pro Football Weekly, of course, for around the NFL coverage. But we know what team you care most about. We know what team you love. We know where your focus is. You're staying locked on Packers.